Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Joanne, please. And I don't love you anymore. Uh, not exactly what you want to hear from your spouse. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money, the Worry-Free Retirement, with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Divorce. It's one of the most difficult things for couples to go through. And that feeling that comes from this clip from the hit movie years ago in 1979, Kramer versus Kramer, where his wife has just told him she's out of the picture, uh, that all of a sudden you're going to be on your own. And that is a scary thought indeed. But it's not just divorce that produces fear and worry of having to now go it alone. You've got the death of a lifelong partner. This creates fear and worry. You've got a spouse that you might have to put in a nursing home. You've got the devastating effects of taking care of someone who's very, very ill. And in reality, it's just the finality of this whole thing that being single in life and not having that special companion in your life can be really treacherous, especially when it deals to financial planning and retirement planning. This idea of going it alone and trying to create money and keep that money, again, is a scary thought indeed. So for the next 28 minutes, I'm going to rely on my own personal experience to help you tackle one of the most difficult financial subjects known to mankind, and that is this issue of dealing with money and who can you trust with it as you go it alone in life. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. I am that little man in a sweater vest, retirement planning specialist and fiduciary Tony Walker, and today... We're going to tackle this subject and get into it in detail. So if you are single, just been never married, divorced, widowed, widower, uh, maybe you've had parents that are going through this, this show is going to be very, very pertinent, and we're going to give you some good stuff to try to deal with your situation. But before we get into today's show, uh, with us in the studios here in Louisville, Kentucky on this January 21st, 2020, is America's favorite financial sidekick. Mr. Aaron Orander. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing good, doing good. And I know we're not going to talk too much about our own personal lives here, but I know before we get started, you and me both and Megan, all three of us, Megan's over there helping with the technical side, are all three products of parents who went through divorces. That's yeah, we I talked about this a couple of, <laughs> couple of shows ago. I think we dubbed ourselves the Broken Homes Club <laughs> or something. Yeah, so that is kind of that's kind of weird, but uh, but really, you know, what we're talking about, folks, is the term commitment. In fact, uh, again, we're not going to get into all three of these, but there's really three. I would say there's three. Tell me if you would agree with this, Aaron. Three biggest commitments you'll ever make in life would be number one, the one we're talking about now, marriage. And you know, whether you want, like, I've got an adult son who's 33. And he has a very steady girlfriend, but he's still not married. You know, he's single. So, you know, that's the people we're talking to, people that have never been married. 
uh, people who are divorced, and of course, people who have lost loved ones. So would you agree that's a pretty big commitment when oh, you yeah. decide to marry? Okay. Yeah. Number two, your career. You know, what you decide to do. Uh, I know Gina's daughter, she's in pharmacy school and all that. Man, it's a big commitment. I mean, Gina was talking about how much schooling she's got and the commitment to choose a profession, whatever it is, that's a huge commitment. So career, you'd agree, Aaron, that's a pretty big commitment. Yes. And then finally, if you're listening to this show, this is a retirement planning show, folks. What are you going to do in retirement? It's kind of funny, the word commitment in our worry-free retirement process, it's a five-step process. And really, the third step of that process is commitment. What are you going to commit to in terms of a game plan, which is really what we help people do. We help people set up game plans so that they can use and enjoy their money without the fear and the worry of running out of it. So those are the three major commitments, folks, that we make. But again, we're talking about the idea of choosing a life partner, something happening to that life partner, or again, if you're just single and never been married, uh, what it's like to try to deal with the prospects of retirement. So it's the whole notion of kind of having to go it alone. Is that making sense, Aaron? Yes. Um, you know, I've, it's kind of like sometimes uh, I like to go alone actually once a year down to Florida. Uh, I was just down in Florida. What I'll do is I'll fly to Orlando. You know me, I love golf. So I flew down there on a Friday, played four courses in well, two and a half days and flew back on Sunday. But it's kind of funny. Uh, again, I enjoy the break. My wife really enjoys the break when I leave home. Stella, I think, misses me. But we both talked about that. It's kind of weird. It does give you a snapshot of what it would be like to really not have a spouse. I mean, I'm down there at a nice resort. I'm golfing. It's pretty much full time. But it's like, this is also kind of weird. And Susan said the same thing. So, you know, I've never been divorced. I've never been alone for a long period of time. Uh, incidentally, in the office yesterday, I had a lot of appointments. I know you don't really know who we're meeting with specifically. Aaron, you're up here working on shows, you and Megan. Can I tell you, can I tell you a little bit about my day yesterday? Yeah, You'll find go ahead. this interesting. I had two gentlemen, both, I'll just say, over the age of 70, who in the last two months, their clients of ours, lost their spouse. So I'm in here trying to fill out death claim forms, trying to deal with them. And it's interesting, one of them still has one child, and the adult daughter came into this meeting with him, which I thought was good. She wanted to know what she had, and we changed beneficiaries because you got to remember, folks, if you lose a spouse, you have to then update your beneficiary forms. A lot of people don't think about your that. Your game don't, plan changes. Everything changes. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today, folks. Everything changes. So it was good. This gentleman had a daughter. Now, the other gentleman, they never had children. And he told the first words out of his mouth. Now, the, uh, let me go back to the other gentleman. The other gentleman's daughter lived close by, too. And I looked at him and I says, well, losing your spouse, that's got to help to have your child and grandchildren nearby. And he goes, it's helped. It has. I mean, I mean, he's, he's devastated, but at least he's got them close by. The other gentleman said, Tony, I've never been so lonely in my life. Yeah. Nobody around. No kids. Mm -hmm. I never had kids. And I just felt for him. Okay, so that's two uh, widowers in one day, uh, almost back to back. All right, so pretty heavy stuff to deal with. I'm trying to help them with claim forms, etc. All right, then... Just an hour later, a gentleman comes in that's a client of ours. He's been in recently. Uh, we're, we're working on some things, and things kind of changed up a little bit. His wife, who's not even 70, he had to put her in a nursing home because of Alzheimer's. So he, and I can tell it's had an effect on him. I mean, he's, he's kind of aged a little more quickly. I mean, it's really, it's devastated him. He told me, he said, Tony, this was several months ago. He said, I sat on the side of the bed with her 
put my hand on her knee and said, all right, honey, I'm, I'm going to go take a quick run. Are you okay with that? She goes, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. Didn't even know where she was. And he's like, I left my wife back in that nursing home. That is and I haven't experienced that, but, you know, I, I, I can only imagine that that might be worse than actually physically losing the person. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like you, because like I said, I haven't experienced, now I put, had to, my, well, my stepmother had to put my father in a nursing home, but I had to help make that decision. That's a toughie, but you have to take a spouse of 40 years of marriage and you have to leave her at this facility and she doesn't have a clue where she is. I don't know. Tough stuff there. Well, let's kind of keep moving here because there's been a lot of articles written on this, folks. A ton of stuff out there on this whole notion of being single, regardless of your circumstances, and having to go it alone. In fact, a really good article on this. This is called Baby Boomers More Likely to Retire Single. It's written by an Alan Farnham, F-A-R-N-H-A-M. Really good article. And he says this. He says, among people age 65 or older, the statistics tell us that 47% are women that, that live alone and 18% of men that live alone. That's according to U.S. data, census data. That's an increase since 1970 of 96% for women. This is a, this is a huge number. And 22% for men. Um, kind of looking at the article, what does it say? So yeah, I, I look at this, and I'm not sure why. I, I don't know the article. I didn't read the whole thing. I'm not sure, but really, I don't know if anybody really knows why. People are living longer. That's part of it, I guess. But still, that's a huge number. Let me repeat that. For people 65 or older, 47% of women and 18% of men now live alone. I will say this, Aaron. Now, this is just what I found. I'm going to mention my mother here briefly. I do feel... Now, men don't get mad at me about this. I do feel women are better. I don't mean it this way. Don't take this personally, women. Left alone. I think women are more secure about being alone. I've seen a lot of men lose their spouses, and it's not too long after that. They tend to have to seek companionship. I've seen a lot of women who don't seem to have that uh, as quickly or readily desire to do so. Yeah, have you, have you I've, ever I've, I've seen that? that before. I had a... Uh... I had a friend in high school who uh, she lost her mom at a very young age, and I think her dad was remarried within, ooh, I don't want to exaggerate, I think it was like within like a year, year and a half. I mean, he met someone at a, at a spouse grief, you know, a loss of a spouse grief counseling group or whatever, and I think they were married within a year yeah. after, after the death of this friend of mine's mom. Year. I, I've just, uh, and again, men don't take this personally, but uh, and I think that kind of shows that with the statistics here, regardless of whether they're talking about, you know, mortality issues, that's a pretty big statistics that 47% of women are alone and only 18% of men. Uh, by the way, Aaron, my mom fits that category. You've met Ma Joe, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Been divorced since 1970. My father has been deceased for years. She never remarried, never dated anybody seriously. So, you know, she's gotten along just fine. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We've got to get to the meat of the show here. When I come back, all right, we're going to go through a list, kind of a checklist of things you need to be aware of. Now, listen closely. This is for people who are single, but you have to understand something. Through no fault of your own, through circumstances, if you're married, you could be single. So this is good stuff coming up. You need to be aware of these items for your financial future. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back.
Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. Question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. Our Tony in the Trenches comes from Sally up in uh, Northern Kentucky. Uh, she says, Tony, I'm 62 years of age, single, and recently retired. And even though I have a steady source of income, I'm still afraid I will run out of money. Is this a common problem you see among single people, or is this just me that's worried for no reason? And I would say, Sally, uh, this is a very common problem, and I think it ties in very well to the subject of our show. And, and here's what I think. Now, again, this is just from meeting with thousands of people over the years, hundreds of which are single. As you get older, as you get into what we call retirement, in Sally's instance, this is what I found out. Sally worked, see if you follow this logic, Aaron. Sally worked, okay, she was single. She depended on herself. She made money and all was well. She worked. She had control over her life, right? Okay. Okay. Sally now's retired. Wherever Sally's assets are, whether it's a pension or Social Security, she is no longer working. You with me? That income has stopped. That is stopped. The income and her ability to work, what she trusted in. See, I think this is a key thing, especially if people have been through divorce. I think trust is a huge issue moving forward because something happened and that relationship that probably damaged the trust a little bit, whatever happened. The commitment they had just ended, okay? So imagine now you're Sally, you're single, you're 62 years of age, let's say it's a pension. I don't know what Sally's gonna live on. Well, let's say you're with the state, you're a teacher, okay? And you're single. Now we don't know what's gonna to happen to the state retirement system, but everybody agrees it's in trouble. So can you imagine if all you had was your, cause you're not eligible for social security. We'll talk about social security later, lately. All you had was, let's say, $4,000 a month in pension, maybe had a few thousand dollars in the bank, and you keep hearing of how the pension system is broke. How would that make you feel about retirement? Yeah, I'd have some fear. Yeah. So, folks, my, my point to you is if you're already retired and single, we need to talk. <laughs> Let us review everything and see exactly what's going on and see if there's anything we can do to allay your fears and maximize your retirement. If you're not yet retired, whether you're married or single, it doesn't matter. As we're going to talk about this, you need to have a game plan. Why? Not only for you and your spouse, but if something happens to your spouse, as we're getting ready to see, your finances will change and you need to be prepared and understand what's going to happen. So, oh, by the way, we talked about my mom. My mom has been single so long. You talking about my, what my grandfather used to say about my mom, she wouldn't pay a dime to see an aunt eat a bale of hay. That's how tight she is. <laughs> but, you know, she's had to learn to do that because she's been on her own, you know. And I was up there the other day, you know, we're working in Lexington quite a bit now. Oh, incidentally, he was in the studio. For those of you up in the Lexington area, we're, we're gradually growing our presence up there. We're on a radio show and TV show up there, of course. And uh, we have offices in Lexington. And my favorite nephew, Wes Walker, that's a namesake, has joined us. And he lives in Lexington, so he's up there to help at least meet people. Now, Wes does not have the training yet to give advice. I will still meet with people and give advice. But he is up there, and that's our goal is to groom Wes uh, 
long-term for the future. But anyway, I was up talking to some people in Lexington meeting clients, and I spent the night at my mom's house. Same house I grew up in, by the way. Same bathroom, same everything. I went in the little bathroom, and uh, you'd have to see this, Aaron. I thought, did I send you a picture of this? <laughs> did I? The toothpaste? Uh, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So my mom had snipped. This was a great idea, actually. I told mom, I said, you ought to patent this. She had snipped the top of the tube off so she could get in there, I guess, with her toothbrush and kind of root around in there and get the final morsels of toothpaste out. So Get every last drop. That's my mom. She knows how to, she knows how to make it work. So let's, really, let's just kind of go through a list, all right? This, is, this would be the result of things you need to be aware of, whether you're divorced, widowed, single, it doesn't matter. Let's, and it's just kind of a laundry list at no particular order. The first thing is Social Security. Again, when we return in our third segment, I'm going to talk about Social Security a little bit and your benefit and the survivor benefit. So folks, many of you forget, this is a key point. Let's say you're married right now, okay? And one spouse, your spouse is drawing a certain amount of Social Security, let's call it 2,500 a month, and maybe you're drawing 1,500 a month. That's $4,000 a month, and much of that is tax-free. I mean, that's a lot of money. And when, not if, when your spouse dies, what people think is they just keep collecting Social Security. That's not what happens. The, what happens is the spouse with the lesser income loses that income. So think about all of a sudden your spouse dying and you're, you're still alive. Your $1,500 a month is gone immediately. All you get is the survivor spouse, which is $2,500, but you're still down $1,500 a month. Incidentally, Lisa Allerkamp in our office is certified in Social Security planning, and we can help you think through all this, but you have to understand what happens to Social Security when you die. I mean, Tony, going from 4000 to twenty five. I mean, that's almost half. That's right. That is almost half of the money just gone. It's just gone. That's gone. And, okay. and can you imagine you're retired and you're trying to live on a fixed income? Right. I mean, that's a... I don't know. That's just a lot of money for, yeah. I mean, Kentucky. Now, you, you know, some, a millionaire in Manhattan would say whatever, but most people we work <laughs> through with, that is a lot of money. Okay. Number two, assuming you have a pension, again, not many of those out there, but many of you retired do. What a lot of people forget, Aaron, is that pension can either be reduced at death or completely go away. So think about this. I met a gentleman the other day. Now he, he got remarried. So when he was, when he drew his pension, he was drawing 4500 a month, but he was single at the time. You with me so far? Okay. So in a pension, you can elect what's called a life-only option because he never thought he would remarry. He, that pays you the most. But at his death, guess what happens to that pension? Gone. Gone forever. So now he's gotten remarried. He, he loves his new wife, all that good stuff. But when we were meeting, this was the first time she was aware of it. I said, sir, what happens to your pension when you die? I didn't say if you die. I said, when you die. And he goes, well, it goes away. She looked at him so funny. She goes, honey, what do you mean it goes away? What do you mean away? it goes away? <laughs> yeah. He said, and so he'd really, I don't know if he intentionally left that out. I don't think it was. I just think he just didn't think about it. So you've got to understand, folks, if one of you has a pension, it's worth noting that there are ways to try to replace, in many cases, the pension income when somebody dies. We can help you with that. Oh, here's a biggie. Let me give you this. This is accidentally going into a higher tax bracket when a spouse dies or there's a divorce. Let me give you an example on this. Okay, let's say you and your spouse, you're still working, you make a combined income of $100,000. And under current tax laws, with a standard deduction of 24,000, both of you get a standard deduction of 12,000 each, that means you're gonna be in a 12% bracket, which is way, way lower than I've ever seen it. So in other words, you'd only pay 12% in taxes. Pretty low, wouldn't you agree, Aaron? That's not much. 
All right. Let's say that you make 70,000 of that 100 and your spouse makes 30. He or she makes 30, doesn't matter who. And all of a sudden the spouse dies. Number one, 30,000 is gone, right? Right. I mean, it's gone. You're now left with $70,000. But since you only get a $12,000 standard deduction, because that's all you get, part of that money now is going to be taxed at 22%. So think about this, Aaron. You all of a sudden have $30,000 less money. You know you're not going to get the survivor spouse Social Security, or if you do, you'll have to get rid of yours. You were back to that same dilemma eventually when you draw Social Security. And possibly you're in a higher tax bracket. You're almost penalized for being single. So you're already down 30% in your income, and now you're being taxed more. So you're yeah, getting closer and closer to that halfway <laughs> mark that I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cut in half. <laughs> Another issue is the 401k. Okay, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, folks. This is just what I see day in and day out. You lose a spouse. Let's say you're not retired. All that money they were putting into their 401k is gone. That means you have less money when you retire. You finally retire. You're thinking through all these other issues. You're only going to get one Social Security. You may be in a higher tax bracket. And you now may have to start drawing out of the 401k, right, because you don't have as much money, which means you're going to be forced potentially to pay more taxes. There's no strategizing here. By the way, folks, this is why, I mean, I hate to get on other advisors. I'm not even sure if I call some of these people advisors. There's a lot of people on radio and TV, Aaron, giving advice, but I don't know their credentials. I know they're not fiduciaries. I know they don't meet with people in person. They're doling out advice and one of the most harmful pieces of advice anybody can ever give you, because this is, this is obvious, they don't understand retirement planning, is that you won't need life insurance in retirement. Uh, this is probably one of the most absurd things I've ever heard. And I always tell people, I say, look, it's obvious this person knows nothing about retirement planning. I don't care how much money you have. The problem with dying is it affects people greatly, and it may affect your income. So that's a, that's a good cue to you younger folks out there. If you're under the age of 65 and you don't have any kind of permanent life insurance, let us at least sit down and talk to you. In fact, my favorite son-in-law handles our life insurance department. Uh, to me, it makes so much sense. Why in the world wouldn't you want to get all your money back from the insurance company? Because you know you're going to die. The money's completely tax-free, free of probate. Uh, depending on when you die, it could be a huge rate of return, and it makes sure that you replace assets that will, not can, will be lost when you die. So if you'd like to get a free illustration just to see how life insurance can help increase income, not take away from it in retirement, why don't you email Trey, that's T-R-E-Y, at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Trey at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. All right, we're kind of running out of time. I wanted to give an example. We had Lisa in our office, who's a Social Security expert, run a few calculations to kind of show you strategies with Social Security. We don't want to get too much into the weeds on Social Security, but it's important to see how we as planners can help people think through their retirement, their income, and what happens to Social Security, not if, but when, one of you dies. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker. I'll be right back. Who can you trust? It's one of the most important decisions you'll have to make. 
question is, are you ready? Well, we're here to help at Tony Walker Financial. You know, we care more about you than we do your money, and we have over 2,000 happy clients and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Rolling over a 401k, confused about Social Security, maybe you're afraid of running out of money. Learn how to use and enjoy and protect your hard-earned money. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Uh, by the way, before we get into uh, the final segment here, let me remind you, we've got a, a brand new book I've written coming out at the end of February, all right? Great title. You ready? Hold on to your steering wheel. Live Well, Die Broke. Live Well, Die Broke is the name of the title. And what we're going to do at the end of February, we're not going to announce the launch date yet. When the book is launched on Amazon, we're going to have a special pricing, VIP pricing. We haven't said it yet, but listen to this, Aaron. We think we've got it narrowed down to this, either 99 cents or $1.99. Pretty cheap, huh? That's pretty good for a book. Yeah, 24-hour special. But to get notified as to when we're going to offer this special, and I'm telling you folks, this is a great book. I've written, this is my sixth book now. This is a, I think it's going to be a powerful book. It's kind of a memoir of my life story and along with meeting thousands and thousands of people over the years. You know, that's the other thing, too. We mentioned about radio hosts and TV hosts and people Googling around on the Internet that really have never met people in person, worked with people. I've literally met in person. I can document this. 15,000 people. I mean, I work really hard and see a lot of people. So I see this stuff play out, folks. I'm out in the trenches. I do this stuff every day. So the book, Live Well, Die Broke, to get registered for an announcement on special VIP pricing at the end of February, all you got to do is log on to livewelldiebroke.com. Livewelldiebroke.com. Give us just basic information, and then we will notify you when the book's available for the special VIP pricing. I guarantee you'll love this book. All right, real quickly, Lisa in our office, who's, uh, by the way, if you want to email Lisa, if you have any Social Security questions, it's Lisa, L-I-S-A, at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Lisa at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Be happy to try to help you. But we got Jeff and Dina. Jeff uh, was born in 1954, Dina 60. Uh, we've already calculated, in this case, Jeff's full retirement age. That's the age at which he can draw full Social Security benefits and do as much work and earn as much as he wants. That's what full retirement means. Is around $23.59 a month. That's what he's going to get. We think he's going to die around 84. That's what the mortality tables tell us. Dina is going to get about $15.58 at her full Social Security retirement age, uh, age, which is 67. They say she's going to live to about 87. So let me just go over two quick strategies. There's a bunch we could do, but here's the first strategy. Jeff files for workers' benefits at age 70. See, he doesn't have to take full retirement at 66, and if he waits, in his example, it's going to be $31.65 a month. And then Dina could go ahead and file at 67. Now, why would you think he might want to wait to do that? Remember what we talked about, what happens when one of them dies? The money gets cut off. That's right. Stops. And we lose the lower ones. So in this case, if Jeff would have waited till 70, that's 31.65 a month, and let's say he dies two years later, Dina loses her, but she gets the higher of the two. So now for the rest of her life, she gets 31.65 a month. Okay. Okay, you with me? So folks, there's no magical element here of when to take Social Security. This is the kind of stuff I'll sit down and help you with. Real quick, another scenario. Well, let's say this would be strategy number two. Let's say Dina 
actually files for her benefits at 62. She could do that. So, because a lot of people say, well, I want my money now. I want to do this. That's fine. So she would only get 1,030. So if she files at 62 rather than 67, instead of 1,500 a month, she gets about 1,030. You follow that? Because she's getting the money sooner. And then Jeff, because that would give them money in their household. Right. Oh, I saw this the other day. Somebody wanted to pay off some bills. Well, I said, file for Social Security. There's your extra money. And that's what they did. But Jeff still waits to 70, all right? So now they get to enjoy Dina's $1,000 a month. Let's say, again, Jeff dies at 71, she'll get 31.65. So folks, here's the thing. No matter your situation, whether you're retired or retiring soon, all of these issues we're talking about, social security, life insurance, uh, how much to put in your 401k, where to put your 401k, when to roll over your 401k, all of these have to be in the hands of an experienced retirement specialist. And that's what we are at Tony Walker Financial. We want the opportunity to talk to you about your plans for the future. We've been doing this a long time. I've got 35 years of this under my belt. Uh, I am a fiduciary, and we know how to help single people worry less about their money. So why don't you do this? Why don't you log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com? Uh, do that right now. Click on that Let's Get Started button. And what we'll do is we'll contact you for either discussion of your situation by phone with me in person, or we can actually meet in person at either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. It's easy to do. And best of all, Absolutely no cost, no obligation to do so. So log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Next week, we're going to talk about income riders and annuities and why in the world Wall Street hates these products. Good stuff coming up on the Worry-Free Retirement, but you remember between now and then, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.